Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of Mr. Schindler's Neighborhood Podcast. This episode will review this past week in school. It was our first week back after uh, distance learning. Uh, look ahead to next week as we really only have about six and a half days of school left of in-person learning before Christmas break. Talk about the best thing that I saw or did this week. I'll give you a, a fun quote because the quote has a connection to a former Barnesville uh, football player. And of course, we got to talk about the Vikings. They're on a roll a little bit. And then a hot topic as far as college basketball goes. Hope you guys enjoy. This past week in math, uh, we on Monday we started off with looking at uh, comparing ratios and graphing ratios. And just being able to decide, like, it was the better buy essentially so you'd have a price and how much you get for that price and you would have another price and maybe a different amount right and it's just comparing them breaking them down into their unit rates and comparing them and seeing which one is the better buy so that was our comparing ratios or rates and then we actually graphed them too so that was just filling out our ratio tables and then using the information in the table and putting it onto a graph and understanding which one was your x which one is your Y? And then when you do graph it, you're able to see a trend. Like, is the line going up? Is the line going down? Which can tell you um, a lot, right? That you may not notice when looking at the information on a table. On Tuesday and Wednesday, we did the same topic. So we looked at um, converting measures. So converting between the US customary uh, system of measuring and then to the metric system and vice versa, back from metric to US customary. And I gave them a lot of different um, conversions, and then we talked about conversion factors and the formula we would use to convert those. Uh, I thought it was fun. I know a lot of kids, you could see it was hard right away, but then it started to make a little more sense. You could almost see those light bulbs uh, going off. Thursday, we took the star math test, so we needed to take it again before Christmas break, so took the star math test for the second time um, yesterday. And then that leads us into next week. Uh, next week in math, we will be reviewing on Monday for our chapter five test. Uh, more than likely we'll play some Jeopardy. Tuesday will be our chapter five test. Wednesday, I'm going to introduce integers, just positive and negative numbers, talk about how we use those. And Thursday, I will take what we talked about on Wednesday, the integers, and explain how we're going to add and subtract our positive and negative numbers. So adding, subtracting integers. And that'll lead us into the last week. And uh, that last week, we'll look at multiplying and dividing integers. But just a heads up, I posted this on Seesaw, and I posted on Schoology as well. Uh, but we will um, be doing a our Christmas party on the 23rd. So that's Wednesday, the 23rd. And with the, we're going to be doing a gift exchange. Now, your son or daughter does not have to participate, but if they do, it's just a wrap $5 gift card. And then obviously we'll do some sort of exchange, but we would like it if it could be here before the 23rd. So maybe like that Monday or even, you know, the Thursday before, just so you can come here and sit and you don't have to worry about anything. So uh, that's coming up as well. And like I said, that last week, it's only two and a half days, uh, Monday, full day, Tuesday full day, and then Wednesday is a half day like we did for uh, Thanksgiving. So.
best thing I saw this week was just uh, something that happened in my class. I started reading a new book, and I didn't know how the sixth graders would um, take to the book, because it's a book, it's actually my favorite book of all time. It's The Energy Bus by John Gordon, and it's something, it's a book I like to gift to people, so I like to give it to um, a lot of the girls' softball players when they graduate and things like that. I'd give it to them because it's just it's such a powerful book. has such a great message. And I didn't know, like I said, how they would uh, receive it, how they it would go with them. And, you know, I got a couple of chapters in, and it was they were very receptive. I was very surprised that they enjoyed it. And, I, and I'm happy because it's a, it's a book about positive energy, positivity, you know, how to deal with negativity. And I think it's perfect for, you know, what's going on right now in the world and that's sort of why I decided one day I was like you know what I'm gonna read it to them it's not an AR book so they can't really get AR points for but I think the message here and the importance of the book outweighs you know if they can get AR points out of it I think it's just them understanding you know how to be positive how to find some positive energy how to you know handle negative situations so uh, best thing was just how receptive my class was to me reading the energy bus to them and you know what we're only about five or six chapters in so they like it a lot now so i hope they continue to like it and maybe can even like it some more as we get closer to finishing it my quote this week comes from matt campbell if you don't know who matt campbell is he's the head football coach at iowa state and the connection here with this is former barnesville uh, football player Hunter Zenzen is now a redshirt freshman at Iowa State, so he plays for Matt Campbell. And uh, him and I were exchanging texts recently because, well, my Longhorns uh, played his Cyclones, and um, my Longhorns uh, came out on the short end. So he let it be known to me and sent me a Cyclone emoji. But uh, I do have a lot of respect for Hunter's head coach, and uh, we talked about that a little bit. And there was a quote that came out from him after the game and in a way it took a shot at Texas and I totally understand why he said it and what it means and it like it made me realize like wow like yeah it, it's just it's not as easy just to recruit the best players so but anyway here's his quote he goes we're not a five-star factory we have a five-star culture and it made me think it's like you know why is Iowa State beating Texas two years in a row. It's, Texas has more talent. There's no doubt about that. They have more five-star recruits, more four-star recruits. But it's the culture. It's what they're doing there. It's what they're building. It's the environment. And obviously, he realizes that, because I know Iowa State, they, re they don't recruit four and five stars. They might get the occasional four-star. They get the a lot of three-stars. And they get the guys that fit their system, that fit, that buy into their culture. And I think this quote just shows you the importance of culture. I love my Longhorns, and I'm happy they've had how many top three recruiting classes in a row. But you know what? That doesn't mean anything if you get them on campus, right? And it's just a bad environment, a bad culture, because they're not going to buy in. Whatever Coach Campbell's doing at Iowa State, these these people are coming in, these uh, these young men, and they're buying in, and they, they are overachieving in a sense. And I don't mean that like they're not – overachieving a bad way like they are just beating teams with more talent because their culture is better so 
you know what, you can be the best athlete in the world, most talented, but if you don't surround yourself with good people, if you don't believe in the right thing, um, you know, you're not going to win. It's all about culture. It's all about the environment. It's about your climate. So great quote. Um, hope you guys get a chance to hear him speak sometimes because he seems to drop uh, new quotes often and they're very knowledgeable and uh, interesting quotes. Got to talk about the Vikings. So last week I talked about the importance of beating the Jaguars and I tell you what, they barely beat the Jaguars. But, you know, that's the Viking season in a nutshell. There is almost losing to teams they have no business losing to, beating teams they probably have no business beating, like the Packers. Um, you know, being really close to uh, beating the Seahawks. And it's just it's so up and down, right? So that's why it's really hard to predict what they're going to do this weekend. But this weekend's game is huge. It's not only for the Vikings, but for the Buccaneers. Uh, Vikings entered, like I said, at 6-6 six and six now, 500, which is basically like starting over 0-0. Zero, zero. You have four games left. I think if they, realistically, if they go 3-1 and one in these next four games, they have a good chance. If they go 2-2, two and two, chances are slim. Obviously, if they somehow went 4-0, and oh, you could guarantee they're making the playoffs. So, I think you need to hope for 3-1. and one. I really do. Um, Got to steal one either against the Bucks this weekend or the Saints on Christmas Day, but... They're, they're surprising you. They're doing it different ways, and um, I know they're going to ride Delvin here, but Kirk's going to have to make some plays, and how cool is it they get to go against arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Uh, Tampa's coming off a bye, so you know they've had essentially two weeks to prepare for the Vikings. Um, will be interesting. Uh, if they win this one, though, I, I think that's heading in the right direction. So uh, One thing I do want to talk about, and this just happened the other day or other night, but... Um, being a huge Duke fan, Coach K made a comment the other night uh, after they lost, and he didn't basically said that uh, maybe the NCAA should shut basketball down. Like, what are we doing? I don't know if we should be playing, type of thing, questioning it. And a lot of people have taken it, you know, one way, and a lot of people have taken it the other way. Um, I don't really, you know, I'm biased i'm a homer right i i love duke so i i believe in coach k and there was a comment made about you know if, if he hadn't lost those two games would he have been saying that if he's four and oh is he saying that they should be playing it's a great point it is um but i'm just gonna go off what i know about coach k and you know he's not afraid to speak his mind and he'll take stance on things and i think he realizes the severity of what's going on i don't i think even if he was four and oh he would have said that. Uh, something was brought about. One of the first teams last year, before they canceled the NCAA tournament, and teams were first basically backing out of the NCAA tournament so they're not going to play. Duke was one of the first teams to decide that because they took the health and safety, you know, they said that's more important than playing. So I, I don't necessarily believe that Coach K is doing it because his team's 500 right now and he's lost two home games. That's, that's not why he's doing it. He's doing it to keep it safe. And it, it's not just the physical health of the players. It's also the mental health of these players. And he, he goes on to talk about that a lot. And, you know, they're basically asking these kids to give up how much how many months of their life, can't go see their family over Christmas break because they have to continue to play basketball. Uh, you know, you're not allowed to leave campus. Like, it's just, that's hard stuff. So I think he's not concerned about the wins and losses. And, yes, I can say that because I love them. But And people will argue, but... 
he's looking out what's best for his players, for his program, for his team, and honestly for the rest of college basketball. Because what kind of impact is this going to have on these you know, student athletes in four years, five years? Nobody knows. So I think he's looking big picture here. I don't think he's being selfish, but then again, I don't know because I'm not Coach K. And with that, my watch has ended.